0: Welcome to the D-Bronx Podcast,
1: a Denver Broncos podcast for fans by fans. If you want to hear what the experts have to say, you might want to go somewhere else. But if you want to hear the latest news, analysis, and opinions from fellow diehard Bronco fans, you are in the right place. Now, three guys who take Bronco football seriously, but not themselves. Your hosts. Austin, Ian, and Kevin Etheridge.
2: Hey, welcome to D-Bronx Podcast post-2022 NFL Draft Edition. Uh, My name is Austin. I'm joined here with Kevin. How are you doing, Kevin? Doing well. And Ian, how are you doing?
0: Not bad yourself?
2: Oh, I'm doing well, thank you for asking. We have quite a show. We have nine new Broncos... Out of the NFL draft, we also have some free agent signings, some signings that came out of the uh, free agent college class. We're not going to spend too much time on those, but there's a couple that we want that I would like to touch on and hit on there. But the first thing I want to do is welcome any new listeners uh, and and say and just kind of get a pulse for what you guys are feeling like as we've come out of this draft. Obviously, we didn't have a first round pick we didn't have a pick until the very last pick of the second round which is in effect a third round pick you know it obviously ended up it is a second pick or second round pick but 32nd pick of the second round so let me just get a pulse for you guys how do you guys feel like the broncos did in this draft ian we'll start with you just an overall kind of how,
0: how how do you feel well i feel like they drafted for Depth, not need, which is something that we haven't had to do in a long time. So, haven't had the luxury of in a long time. The luxury of doing that. So, it's not going to be like one of those overwhelming like drafts. You know, we don't have like that big name player. Um, Obviously, nobody from the first round. But, you know, a lot of the way I looked at the draft this year was we got a lot of those guys that would have got drafted the year before, but they're called super seniors because of the COVID year. Yeah. So Six-year seniors. Yeah. So a lot of those seniors that would have gone the year before came out this year. So a lot of a lot of good draft picks, you know, really fell to the later rounds that we, we were able to pick up and stuff like that. So overall, I felt fairly good about the draft. I mean, was it overly like like super excited about anybody we picked up? Really, just I know that. Mm-hmm. Injury bugs love to bite the Broncos. And now we have depth at the positions, especially on the defense. We're pretty good on the offense. Um, Yeah. Scratcher with a, with a, not getting a right tackle. But other than that, I, above average draft.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with most of what, most of what you said. I would, and I would say context is everything above average for the picks that we had. Exactly. You know, we treat Russell Wilson, he's our first-round draft pick, which feels great, you know. Um, But with the picks that we ended up having, I think it's amazing that we didn't have a a draft pick until the last pick of the second round and still were able to draft nine players. Um, Kevin, what about you? What's your kind of overall pulse on the draft?
1: So, I mean, first off, no one really knows how – good this draft is I'm, I suspect that includes the Broncos and George Payton themselves uh, him, yeah. himself it, it's so difficult uh, to to sort of project these guys I mean they all look good on paper uh, I'm sure our scouting department department of Payton Payton did a good job and they were prepared uh, you know just philosophically you know you hear GM's every year they say they plan to draft the best player available But I actually Mm -hmm. think it's a little bit of a myth, right? I mean, if you look at most drafts, it seems like it's oriented around filling out a roster uh, and positional needs as opposed to truly drafting the best player available. Now, some teams just may not have that luxury. Like, if you really need a quarterback, then you're going to have to reach for a quarterback or reach for other positions where you have gaping holes. That certainly wasn't the case this year for the Broncos. I mean, I thought... Mm -hmm. I thought the team did a really good job in free agency filling a lot of needs, right? So our roster looks really good prior, looked very good prior to the draft. So therefore I think we were in a position where we could have stuck to what all GMs say they want to do is drafting the best player available. Um, I don't know if we really did that or not. If we did, we probably got a good draft. Uh, And I think our default position, if I was a GM, is always drafting best player available. Hey, you already got a solid left tackle. But if you got a stud left tackle out out there, draft him. There's so much churn in the NFL, so many injuries. If we stick to that philosophy, I think we win. A single great player lifts – The um, everyone else around them, everyone else is playing with them. So I don't know if we did that, but this was the year. If that was the approach, we should. Then this was the year to actually do that. Um, So you know, wait and see. Uh, You know, I think that uh, last year we had five impact players out of the draft. I mean, our first Mm -hmm. five draft picks: Um, Sutan Williams, uh, the belly, the, the the guard, Browning sterns been all these guys contributed. I think a good draft you're going to produce at least four guys that don't just make the roster, aren't just fringe, you know, special teams guys, but really contribute. So if we can get four yeah. guys out of this draft that that contribute, then this will have been a good draft. But I'll say this and I'll finish with this. If we get no guy, if 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 it's a weak draft and we don't see any exceptional talent or zero of these guys really step in and contribute in a big way, it's going to hurt us two, three, four years down the road. I don't think it'll have a dramatic yeah. impact this year because our roster is so so strong, and I, and I think Peyton did such a great job in free agency. I think we're set, and whatever we get out of this draft cl- class will be a real bonus for this year.
2: Yeah, all great. good points. And that's the thing is – with with free agency and with obviously the trade uh, for Russell Wilson and everything, there's not there's not really gonna there's not a lot of players in this draft that are going to be expected like day one starters. You know, this is gonna be as Ian as you were stating. This is a depth draft. This is like we 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 had the luxury to at least attempt to go best player available in this draft because yeah. we weren't we weren't specifically filling a lot of needs. I'd say. One that they may have filled because it was somewhat of a need was maybe tight end, uh, and they went out went after a, a, t- a tight end in the third round, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, but it was <clears throat> primarily just drafting who they felt was the best player at that at that pick, you know. And and I think that is a testament to how good the off season was with regards to free agency, and obviously the trade for Russell Wilson and uh, and filling out filling out the roster that way. I think you're absolutely right if this is a bad draft, we're not going to know this year, you know, not to yeah. say that you generally should write a draft off in the first year anyway, but most of these players were not drafted to be starters. I can't see you know, any day of one starters, starters yeah. you know, were there are where they you know, obviously like last year, Patrick Sertan was essentially drafted to be a day one starter. And that obviously <laughs> is going well so far and went through one year. So, um, there is a, so one one way that I wanted to look at, and I don't know if you guys have, you know, obviously we're no experts and that's kind of, that's kind of our thing here is we're just fans just like anyone, anyone listening to this podcast. I doubt experts are listening to this podcast to get our, to get our thoughts. uh We're just fans just like the rest, the rest of you. And, and, but one, one, one measurable or one, uh, I guess metric that, that I, that I like to look at when looking at you know, draft picks and things like that, is what is called a RAS score. Are you guys familiar with the RAS score? Yep. Yeah, you are? I, it's, it's I, a, see, a, yeah, so I read something
1: for, about it. It's a relative strength or something of the draft. It's
2: relative athletic score is what it stands okay. for, uh, which is essentially an analytic that combines all the measurables, right? So height, weight, 40 times, you know, three-cone drill, all that kind of stuff. And kind of combines it and puts it in a scale from zero to ten, uh, you know, with with players from the same position. So, um, yeah. one thing that was great about this draft is almost every pick that that the Broncos had in this year's draft, almost every single one was like an elite, in elite grade. Yeah, they're all like in the, the nine score. <laughs> yeah, they're all eights, nines, and like just great. <clears throat> Great RAS scores. I think um, the guy out of Iowa State, the defensive lineman that we took, I think in the fourth round, Uwuzereke. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying that right. I think we 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 attempted to say that a couple times pre <laughs> pre recording. Uh, I think he was one of the few that was not in the. Elite. elite to above average. I think he was one and then looking at it uh Montreal Washington, which you and I we, the the three of us we talked about him just briefly before we went live. But we'll talk about him in a minute too, but um but the, the, but we'll go kind of we'll kind of go pick by pick pretty quickly as we go pick by pick here. I don't want to spend too much time on any of them cuz at the end I also want to talk about just who we feel like is going to be the best value pick. So be thinking about that, thinking about who you feel like was the best value, whether that's the best player or just, you know, value in relatively. Uh, and I also want to just touch on a couple of the guys that we signed as uh, college free agents. So let's start with the first pick of the draft. Of course, the first pick that we had was pick 32 in the second round uh, or pick 64 otherwise. Uh, and that was mm-hmm. Nick Bonito uh edge rusher. Um how you guys feel about this pick and do you feel like it fills any uh specific need that the Broncos have? Ian
0: we'll start with you. Oh yeah. Uh I felt like he was a good value pick there. He could have gone earlier in the draft. Um mm-hmm. yeah a little undersized, you know, kind of a skinnier guy for you know really being an edge rusher. But for uh, modern day edge rushers, yeah yeah but we literally that's the exact pick that we gave up for Vaughn Miller. That's the pick we got back for Vaughn Miller, so yeah, oh wow, I didn't even think about that yeah, so we kind of switched that one out uh young guy, not obviously I mean we're not talking von Miller stuff here, but hey, you never know, but uh I mean did you know he did great in college and you know Ohio state and no, uh, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, my bad. Oklahoma. Yeah, he was Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Um, so I really did like that pick a lot. I know there were some people who didn't like the pick, but I was kind of scratching my head on that one. Uh, I thought it was something because you never – I mean, edge rushers for us. I mean, we got Randy Gregory and we got
2: um, – Ran- And Randy Gregory, he's injured right now. He's going to miss all of – uh, he's basically going to
0: be a scratch until OTAs. the start of the season. Yeah, until and, the
2: yeah until I think
0: he's expected to come back sometime during training camp or during the preseason. During preseason, I think. And then you got Nick yeah. Chubb. I mean, not Nick Chubb, but uh, Bradley Chubb. So you know, we we could use you know, we saw Bradley Chubb last year, not not great um, at all. Um, so we you know, getting somebody, getting a getting an edge rusher at a premium pick is something that we really kind of needed to do. That might have been our yeah. you know, our one need pick.
2: Yeah, I you know, and I'll just jump in here. Uh you know what's funny because not only did we pick him as you stated uh, with the pick that we got in the Von Miller trade, but he's also in in a lot of ways his style of uh, of I guess more of a speed rush is similar to Von Miller, and he's similar in size that Von Miller was when when, when he got drafted. He can a little bend. Bit undersized, he can at be, least he's bendy. A, yeah, he can bend. He's explosive off the ball, but where he lacks, based on everything that I've seen, is in strength. And he may not be that much of an asset in the run game like Von Miller was. Von Miller was great right. at sealing the edge and and. Uh, and not just being just a pass rusher. So I think with Bonito, right. he's going to be he's really going to he can he may very 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 well excel as a, as a as a rusher, but you may not want him as your first down end, you know, you may not want him as as the guy that you're turning to in, when it's not an obvious passing situation uh because I think he he obviously he, the hope is that he develops, but As far as the rush and his just overall strength, not the rush, but the running attack, you know, stopping the running attack and just his overall strength, uh, that seems to be uh, lacking at this point. But his relative athletic score was, you know, as is the case for most of this draft, was elite. It was a 9.37 out of 10. So elite when it comes to that speed grade and agility, explosiveness, etc. It's just some of the overall strength and size that, that he was lacking. Uh, uh, Kevin, any, any thoughts on that pick?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, the RAS, I think it's great you know, in terms of me- measuring the, the tangibles, right? But it doesn't really pick up on yeah. the intangibles. It does uh, not. Football IQ, character, work ethic. Do they really love the game? All those kind of things. And I do believe that this draft has a lot of high character guys. I mean, I up and down the roster uh, from what I've yeah. read. And I think it includes, Especially the next
2: guy we'll talk about. Yeah, especially
1: <laughs> the next guy. So, you know, I, I just talked about best player available, but it, it, may, it may be this sort of fits best player available as well as a position of need, okay? If you look at our mm-hmm. roster, you've got Randy Gregory. Uh, spent a ton of money on him. He spent a lot of his career at Dallas on the sidelines. So, you know, high risk. Potentially really high reward, but we need (laughs) – Very high risk, though. Very high risk. And now you have Bradley Chubb. Already injured. Bradley Chubb, who's had a career filled with disappointment and injuries. Uh, Good chance he's not even in a Broncos uniform next year. Malik Reed Mm -hmm. is probably not going to be brought back after this year from everything I've read. We need as many edge rushers as we can get. We've got Herbert. We've got Carr. We've got Mahomes. This guy's a stand-up. Edge rusher. Yes, yep. the, there's a deficit in um the run game with him apparently, and maybe he can work on that. But that pales in comparison to the need we have for a lot of great edge rushers. I do like the comparisons of Von Miller. He's not Von Miller. If he can be seventy five percent of Von Miller, then we got a winner here. So overall, yeah. um I, I like the uh the pick. Uh, and I really like the fact that it it's an edge rusher.
2: Yeah, I I, uh, I liked the pick a lot too. I just because edge, especially with Randy Gregory, his status being up in the air, he may be eased back in to some degree. And just like you said, he's a risk. You know, he spends too much time not in the game. You know, so um, I think it was a good pick. Next pick uh, was in round three. And we drafted. This is where I thought we were drafting more out of need, not to say that the guy isn't like maybe maybe he was the best player available at the time too. But but I think tight end was was a was one of the positions, one of the few positions that going into the draft we were probably thinking, hey that that's kind of a need. Uh, we lost Noah Fant in the Russell Wilson trade. Uh, Alberto, we love his potential, but to this point he's had injuries. And drop issues to this point, seeing the ball go through his hands a couple, few too many times, uh, and so we so we ended up drafting out of UCLA, Greg Dulcich, uh, tight end, also little little undersized. But uh, Kevin, let's start with you this time. What are what are your thoughts on the old Greg Dulcich?
1: And I think he did a good job setting it up, right? I mean, if you look at our t- the tight end room, we have Alberto you know long on potential, you know short on productivity at this point, but I think we all kind of like his potential. Uh and then oh, absolutely. Be, and then behind him we really don't have a receiving tight end uh that that yeah, it's poses Yeah, Tomlinson. And he's a blocker, right? I mean He's a tackle.
2: He's a glorified tackle. He's a glorified he's a
1: tackle. tackle. So we did have a hole here. Uh we needed to strengthen this position. Uh, I think this is also just a reflection of today's NFL. You cannot have enough uh, pass-catching weapons on offense. I'm sure Wilson is quite happy and uh, might have cheerleaded a little bit to get another tight end in the room. So, listen, I've seen the highlight reels. <laughs> this guy looks like he's NFL ready. He's got soft hands, good straight-line speed. Um Good agility. I also like the fact that he was a, a walk-on at UCLA. That does suggest he's a hard worker. Seems like a good character guy. Um, Peyton had a connection uh, to his high school coach. Uh, I read interestingly and, enough. Interestingly enough. So I think he did a pretty good deep dive on uh, on this guy's character. Um, and uh, yeah, I feel a lot better uh, um, about our, our receiving tight end group since this is really only number two we needed a number two maybe may, but and i think he generally was considered the number two tight end in the draft but by both my by most draft knicks so <clears throat> not a whole lot mm-hmm. to not, not a whole lot to complain here we need to put points on the board uh, to win the afc west and hopefully uh, hopefully this pick will help us put more than we have in the past
0: yeah ian any thoughts yeah, pretty much the same. Uh, they call him a seam ripper. The guy can just <laughs> yeah. flat run. Uh, yep. Yeah, he yeah. was all. He, I originally thought that we were probably going to try to go for McBride. Obviously, the the big dead one. He there went now. early.
1: Local, local guy.
0: Yeah, a local guy. Yeah, out of Colorado State. Uh, obviously, he was off the board because he he's good, too. Uh, but yeah. I like I like I like the picket at tight because we needed a tight end and we needed a pass catching tight end and with Albert O you know, you know the guy seems to be made of almost pure glass. Um, <laughs> yeah, I it just it, I mean it's an ACL, it's a stinger, it's a the, yeah, and then the the drop balls is just like you know, all right now we know we got your fourth rounder, but um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, uh, other than that, it's we just got a bunch of gadget guys behind him, like back and stuff like that. So we definitely needed to fill a hole with, you know, a lot of people wanted to downplay, like, oh, Noah Fant's gone. Oh, what a big deal. He was a boss. It's like, oh, eh, well, you got to look at the quarterbacks that were throwing to him. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, and you know, I think he was misused uh, a lot. I mean, yeah, I, they don't know how to use a tight end, obviously. I mean, the guy's a freak athlete and, you know. Could have been way better. You're only than...
2: running him on two two yard crossing routes.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Um, so I do like the pick because this guy seems like he can be one to go right up the middle, go down the, down the sideline, and I mean, you pair him with you know with Russell Wilson, you know, who's not generally known to throw to tight ends that often, but. It will definitely give Russell Wilson, you know, another weapon to you know throw to because this guy does have great hands.
1: And by the yeah. way, just back to Fant and Fan has remarkable speed, right? A four point five forty time, I believe. But I don't know if it was just me, but he when he's running, he seems to be sort of lumbering a little bit. He he doesn't have sort of just a smooth, um, um, fluid sort of running style. And, and one of the things mm. about uh, Dulcich, he is a smooth route runner. Uh, he just oh, looks very athletic. Uh, I mean, DT may be the smoothest runner I've ever seen in my life. Pretty uh, close, yeah. May he rest in peace. But just an incredibly incredible athlete to just – just moved with grace across the field. I see just a little bit of that in Dulcich, which yeah. I like. I really like a lot.
0: Yeah, and Dulcich has had the greatest hair in the draft.
1: Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> he
0: had the, I mean, oh, I, mean yeah. he, I mean, I mean, this is some. He Paul Amalo. Like This is Palomalo style hair. This is he could get some deals. Yeah, some with, deals.
1: with that hair, you better be good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said you can't he have rolled, hair and because he said he you can't be a special teamer with that he hair. He said it he said her he rolls out of bed and looks that good. I'm like, "Come on, bro." I'm like, "Stop." <laughs> oh man. So, Dulcich, I here's the thing. I don't know
2: I don't even know how much I respect this guy, but I'm just I'm just grasping the straws here. Do you guys are you you guys are familiar with Ike Taylor, former um cornerback for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah,
0: oh yeah. Yeah, the one that uh, Demarius Thomas burned.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Hey, full circle. Um so he was he was kind of obviously he d- he does a lot of uh, analysis and stuff like that nowadays, um, and he he actually his and this may be an exaggeration but he was completely sold on this on this fact. He said based on the route running ability, the hands, and like his ability to run after the catch, he said Greg Dulcich is the best receiver. In the entire draft, wow! Regardless of position, I,
0: I heard, heard that. that he said. I regardless of
2: that. position, Greg Dulcich is the best receiver in this class, and that gets me a little bit excited. Now, do I wholeheartedly agree? Maybe not. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily would would put it to that.
0: What one person called him a mini Gronk, because you know he's well, not I, as, I, he's not as big as Gronk, but Gronk Gronk got them hands.
2: No, I I would put him almost more in the like. Again, not this good, obviously, but, like, I would put... I think he's more closer to, like, a Kelsey than he is to a Gronk in terms of, like, his play style and stuff like that. I would love that. Personally, but... Now, obviously, will he become that? We we hope, but we hope. <laughs> I don't think that should be our going-in expectation. Uh, but, obviously, he's very explosive. Um, great, great hands, which, you know... <laughs> We've we've had a few guys struggle with drops over the last few years, Um, so good hands is definitely something that I'm excited about. Uh, Vertical threat in the sense that he's like you said, Ian. He's a seam ripper. He's not you know you don't just send him on a nine route down the sideline to beat a um, you know to beat a cornerback, but you hit him on that seam route uh, the way that Manning used to hit. Julius Thomas on those seam routes. You know what I mean? Uh, you get him oh, on yeah. the, get him over the linebacker, under the safeties. You get him on that seam route, and that's the thing is with his run after catch ability, he he lots on. He's very smooth, like you said, Kevin. He can get around guys. He can break tackles and go. No fan. That was one thing that I saw from more last year than the previous. Um, but No fan just seemed like he just went down in first contact every time. You know, like almost no matter what he was also oh, yeah, yeah. He also was injured. A strong right wind,
0: about. a strong wind brought him down. <laughs> <A> strong breeze <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: coming in off the mountains would take that guy down. Uh, and then, no disrespect to fan, I actually love fan, but um, but yeah. So I, I this is actually a pick that I'm really excited about. Uh, Me too. The downside. Let's look at downside real quick. Is that he is. In terms of skill set, almost the same exact skill set as Albert O. Can't block. Um, and this is—he doesn't block. He's not a good blocker. Now I think he's—he's he's a maybe willing
1: a blocker bit than Albert That's why yeah he's, they called him a willing. A blocker. willing. I, I'm, like, I'm I'm okay with that. A willing blocker. They can willing is technique. different than
2: capable. Let me just say that right now. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I think he's I think he's willing, but maybe not. But as But I capable. mean, how many At guys point- out
1: there are seam rippers and like? You know, road graders as a blocker. I mean, <laughs> who are we look for? Many. <laughs> uh, yeah, not many. Yeah. So not I mean, many,
2: but I'm but but I'm gonna look at the I'm gonna look at the negatives too. We're not gonna act like those don't exist. And I, it would have been good to have somebody who doesn't mirror Alberto's. You know, if if I'm nitpicking, skill uh, set th- yeah. that doesn't that doesn't mirror Alberto's skill set. Uh, but hey, maybe we got ourselves an Aaron Hernandez, Robert gronkowski situation Robert, great.
0: did i call him robert you called him robert like you're his dad <laughs> what i call happening? him bob
2: <laughs> robert what is wrong with me i can't believe i just said robert gronkowski um anyways i that's that's a nitpick that's a nitpick we do need a tight end that can block, though. That's Eric Tomlinson. But it also, we would love to have a situation where we have a tight end in there where we're not telegraphing the fact that we're throwing the ball.
1: Now, can um, we move on to round four? This is my favorite pick coming up. Mine, this too. This is your favorite pick. This is okay. my favorite well, pick.
2: Take it away, Kevin. All I, I got to go. Away.
1: First off, I love the guy's name. Is, is it D- Damari Mathis? Damari yeah. Mathis. He just sounds like a cornerback. Oh, yeah, he does, he and does. I place a lot of stock in the guy's name. Uh, so Damari Mathis, <laughs> that's, that's
2: a that's a bold strategy.
1: I read some. <laughs> I read a quote by a football draft analyst who called this guy an absurd athlete. Absurd mm-hmm. athlete. So yes, dig this: the guy ran a four three nine forty four three nine
2: yeah he jumped insane.
1: literally out of the gym his vertical leap 43 inches we're talking michael yeah. jordan-esque at this level yeah. five it's
0: insane
1: that's crazy and he's he's solid he's 511 196 so he'll probably put a little bit more weight on and he's like a heat-seeking missile i hear he's like jackson right this guy can hit so um yeah. I really like this in the fourth round. It'll give us some real depth in, in the backfield. Um, and, listen, we need some you – know, we got Patrick S- Sertan. I don't know. Maybe he'll pack be the backup to Patrick Sertan. I'm not sure where he's going to land on the depth chart. But uh, th- he must have been off the chart in terms of his RAS score. I didn't see that. Um, yeah, his
2: RAS score was 9.72. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, that ranks – that's the fifty eighth best <laughs> since nineteen eighty seven for corners,
0: I and mean, that's two thousand and one
1: players. Yeah, so yeah. we, we <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> the, it all sounds really good. I mean, my, my the only reason I'm sort of hesitating here is how the heck did the guy last around four? Um, yeah, who knows? Uh, but A little uh, grabby, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. grabbing, Flag I'm the lot
2: flagged a lot in college.
1: Oh, so so maybe he needs a little help with his technique. So, we'll see. Yeah. But I like it. Especially for the fourth Yeah, round. he's
2: physical and he's a freak athletically. I like athletic freaks. Yeah. Uh, you can get an athletic freak. i say go get him. And that's this guy. 9.72 RAS score, Uh Insanely fast. 43.5 inch vertical. That's insane. He is an absolute freak and he's very physical at the line. So you could uh you could even use, use him uh in the nickel, you know, in the dime because he has a little bit more physicality uh at the line of scrimmage where you may need that to, to you know, obviously with slot corners, a lot of times their specialty is their release off of the line. Mm-hmm. Um so being able to have a guy that's physical up front, he may end up being the guy that passes Williams eventually. Uh unfortunately We found out today, we're recording this uh, on Tuesday, the 3rd of May. We found out today Bryce Callahan is definitively not coming back uh, to the Broncos. (laughs) And even worse, he signed with the Chargers. Um, But obviously Bryce Callahan, when he was healthy, was 1A or 1B in terms of the best slot corners in the league. So I think slot corner is a place that he may end up long term um, well I mean I think he...
1: Callahan was for, sort of fait accompli we knew he wasn't coming back as soon as they signed Quan Williams to a two-year deal um Callahan I disagree I don't think that was set in stone they were
2: still talking with Bryce Callahan even as as far as a week or two after that
1: yeah but why do you sign Quan Williams to a two-year deal if you're planning on bringing Callahan back they play the exact same position well, th- well, think about it. They
2: signed they signed multiple guys last year too. It's, it's that's not a weird thing. You never, ever have enough cornerbacks. Especially well, that's when true. Well, that well, listen. Injury. The,
1: I, I think I think the reason they went after Quan Williams as opposed to aggressively uh, re-signing Bryce Callahan is Callahan, while he was with Denver, when he played, he was outstanding. He only played in twenty one games. He didn't play in twenty eight games, and he's thirty one this October. I think Williams is probably about the same age, but Williams plays. Uh, he hasn't missed a lot.
2: Yeah, that was just a side note. So, side note, Bryce Callahan is not coming back. Um, Mathis, I think he – in my based on what I see, I think he projects probably to be a nickel more long-term. But I think he may – you may see him. I think Ronald Darby has had injury concerns throughout his career. So, he may end up spelling Darby if Darby gets injured at any point uh obviously Sertan we the hope is that he you know doesn't ever get injured but um it's the NFL so anything like that can happen but um but yeah I think great pick I'd say he's one of my top picks in this draft I don't know if he's my top pick in this draft but I was really excited when I started to read up on this guy and uh and just see how much of a freak he is so um
0: yeah he's he's any other any other notes on him yeah, he was my favorite pick of the draft. He graded as high as Sauce Gardner and Derek Stingley Jr., which, you yeah. know, those both went in the wow. top 10. Yeah, uh, yep, I they
2: think went he, early.
0: <laughs> very early. Out. Derek Stingley hadn't played but in, since, like, 2019, so I'd never figured that one out. And he's good when he was a true freshman, but come on, man. Um, yeah, yeah, this guy actually tested better at the Combine than both of them. Sauce Gardner and him are, like, pretty much like a 1A, 1B. Um, and I, I think him and Sauce Gardner were the only two cornerbacks in this draft to not give up a touchdown last year. Impressive. Oh, man, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That is yeah, awesome. They, they, and like I said, I if it's the tugging on the jersey that got him to go down all the way to the fourth round because he graded out as a first-round pick. Like everybody Man. you talk to, everybody you talk to, that guy, Demarius Mathis, is a first round pick that you got in the fourth round.
2: I'm and actually okay. I'm okay and with that. I a feel bit like that's
0: it. yeah, and I feel like that's the reason why we didn't retain Bryce Callahan's because we're like, all right, well, if Williams doesn't work out, we got this athletic freak right behind him.
1: Well, and listen, in, in the grabbiness yeah. the grabbiness clearly sounds like a technique issue, right? And you've yeah, got to believe, you can you gotta believe we, we can coach we can coach that out of him. You just can't coach up speed and strength and agility and all the other things this guy has he brings to the table. So he just needs some good coaching. And if yeah. he's excessively grabbing in college, um, I sort of like the fight that, that sort of goes with that. The guy's out there trying to do his job. So and Pitt
0: and Pitt, had, and Pitt was a good team last year, wasn't that? They weren't playing a bunch of slouches. Oh yeah, no Pitt was a good team, obviously. Yeah, uh,
2: and he went up against the uh, what ended up being the top quarterback in the draft this year uh, on a daily basis of practice.
0: Kenny Pickett.
2: Kenny Pickett. So, obviously, going up against that at practice helps you out. The too. new Teddy team um, loves. <laughs> 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 he, he may end up being very similar to that. We'll see. Um, so next pick, next pick I want to talk about is it's a name. It's a name. That's uh, it's a name. <laughs> Round four, pick 116 out of Iowa State. His last name I know is a Awu- I can say that. Good job. First name I think, Iwa is it, is
0: it- Iwama Uzurike.
2: Or Ioma, or something like that. Anyways, Owuzurike, defensive tackle, Iowa State. Um, he was graded as the 199th prospect, so this one feels like it may have been a li- maybe a little bit more of a reach than the other guys we've talked about so far, because the other guys, they seem to have fallen to us um, where they were projected higher. Um, this is, the I think, the first one uh, that did not have a elite rascore and the first guy right. that maybe could have felt like a little bit of a reach but he does fill a role very versatile um and these were the back he has all picks. the size length profile you know all the athletic d- that you would want uh in in order to play well at, at the on the defensive line in the nfl so definitely a lot of good things he's a little bit older uh i don't know what do you guys think about this
0: guy What's he like? Twenty four? I think he's like twenty four, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. What twenty four? Which is just a little bit older for. It's an, old, it's an driving, older
0: but. rookie. I mean, mm. he's got his, his. I mean, his his vertical is pretty good. I mean, maybe he could, you know, swat down some balls, man.
2: Yeah, that would be good. Well, yeah. thirty three inch vertical, but even more than that, he's 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 six foot six.
0: And God, uh, that is a big dude.
2: Six foot six, like like 316 pounds. And his arms are
1: 31 inches, giant hands. This guy is big, 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 and I think he's got some athletic ability. And he progressively got better at Iowa State. I mean, his last year he was all Big Ten. Um, But he's not going to see the field a whole lot. You know, we've got some good players along the defensive line. Um, This is a classic depth pick, and hopefully we can develop the develop him uh, over the next few years. Yeah.
2: Especially losing Shelby Harris, maybe this guy is our ball swatter moving
0: forward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's going to be behind he's, Bur- not- he's probably going to be behind Brussel for real.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, well, and he doesn't he doesn't have the, you know, he doesn't have like the athleticism to be like real dominant in the pass rush, so in those situations you just get your hands up, you know, and maybe that's what he ends up being for us. I think and
0: I think, and I think a lot of time we we were trying to Figure out how to stuff the run because we were terrible last year. Oh, yeah. The no, run.
2: especially. Oh, my gosh. You think God. about that Cleveland game. Oh, yeah. Darren Johnson. That's oh, yeah, that's dude. the biggest blowout of a three-point game I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you're. Yeah, Say you're hello to. Say hello to back.
1: DJ Jones. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah DJ it. Jones. That's. That's. that's Mr. Run right stuffer.
2: DJ Jones. Yeah. That's exciting. That. That's the thing. That's that's what we're, that's what's great is. Most of our we, starters are already set.
0: Yeah, know. we got we, we we really really killed it in free agency and then all these picks are like you know in case of fire break glass.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh so these next few picks we're going to kind of we're going to we're going to speed through them a little bit, not entirely, but uh just kind of want to get through them a little bit quicker here. All right. Yell, guy,
0: yell is my boy. I love Yell.
2: Yell Turner Yell now his first name I've heard it two ways. I've heard it I've heard some people pronounce it as Delarin, I've heard others pronounce it as Delarian, even though it seems like it shouldn't be Delarian. Apparently, I think it's Delarin. I think it's Delarian. That's what it looks like. But then other people have said that that it's it's like uh almost like a misnomer in the sense that like it looks like it's it, it sounds different than it looks. So right. I don't know which one is accurate, but um I'm going to call him Delarin. It's like, Ty, it's like Tyrod out.
0: Taylor trying to tell him his yeah.
2: name. Yeah, also, he was also <laughs> Oklahoma teammate of Nick Benito. Uh, and he safety, loved this pitch. Which, yeah, we have, some, we have some good depth at safety, but he also graded out really well in the RAS score, 7.46. Um, but he seemed to fall a little bit. He has more of the athleticism and almost more of the build of, like, a cornerback. A yeah. Um, 197 pounds, five foot ten. Yeah, so def- I would say definitely more of a coverage safety than he would be a, uh, you know, like a strong safety. You would certainly wouldn't be like a a safety you bring down under the box. Um, oh,
0: I've heard differently on that one.
2: Well, hey, it, I heard this dude. Me, I heard looked-
0: this dude pops like a six foot one guy. This guy is like. <laughs> I, I heard apart, this guy. Hey, I heard you, this, wanna, wanna, this, wanna this you, dude's a missile. And, and on our depth yeah. Jar, why don't you take it? Because I, safety. I
2: do not know. I do not know as much about this guy as maybe you do. This
0: guy was a strong safety, and he played in the box. This guy can, this guy can light people's heads up real quick. Even though that's why he dropped so far. I heard a guy. The guy was talking. I, I, I forget who it was. Was talking about him. They're like, I can't believe Yell fell this far in the draft. And they're like, the only reason they heard from teams was because, you know, they look at his size. They're like, oh, you know, he's a little bit smaller. But he doesn't play that size. He plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you're going from, you know, college to NFL. So, you know, sometimes it translates. Sometimes it doesn't translate. But if you watch this guy's, like, tape, you watch his just highlights. I mean, this dude, if, if there's anybody that's going to coach this kid... It's Kareem Jackson. Just to hmm. pound, dudes. Just pound. I mean, that's what he does. The guy is good. The guy is a, a that guy can tackle and he's good at against the run.
2: But here's the thing is one of one of the things that I heard about him is that he's inconsistent as a tackler. So let me ask you this, is he always going for the big hit? So then he either lands it or misses it? Yes. Okay.
0: I'm going to answer that like, answer that sure like Johnny Depp. Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would much rather have a guy who's a sure tackler than a big hitter that misses half of his tackles. You know well, that's I mean?
0: true. I mean, that's Graham So I did,
2: when, I, when I first heard this pick, when I first saw this pick, and admittedly I'm not an expert on this guy at all, right. um, I thought, it, it's, hey, this is a special teams player. This is a special team. And here's the thing. We've had oh, he will bad be. special teams. That's not a bad thing. You know, getting special teams players in the draft, especially picks, you know, rounds five and on, that's not a bad thing to get special teamers because our special teams oh. has been so bad for um,
0: seven years.
2: And we already have, and we already have good depth. Of course, we brought Kareem Jackson back. We got Simmons, and then we also drafted Caden Stearns and uh, Juwan, uh Johnson last year at safety. Yep. So when mm-hmm. I saw this pick, I was like, this this screams special teams. But, man, he may be a very good special teamer. Um, So that's kind of my thoughts. Kevin, you got anything?
1: Well, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I really liked uh, our fourth-round pick, uh, Damari Mathis, in large part because he has a cool name. Um, But Delarian Turner, a hyphenated name, Turner Yell. How many All-Pros have hyphenated names? I can't think of a single one in the history of the well, NFL. Well, Clinton
2: Dix was, and then he fell off after, like, one year. Fell off
1: <laughs> hard. Who? What hard. male has a hyphenated last name? I mean, I don't oh know. Oh, my gosh. So, We're going uh, here. If I, Sorry, but I do like, I do like the yell. I like the yell, part of the last name. Beyond that, I'm going to defer to Ian. He, he's, he's on his uh, – obviously did his research on this guy. I haven't.
2: Yeah, I, I defer to him more, more so on this, but like I said, I thought special teams was probably his uh, primary role, you know, moving forward. Obviously, fifth round, that's generally probably what you're going to be looking, looking at anyway. Um, next guy was a real head-scratcher for a lot of people. Maybe including myself, but also maybe not. Montrell, Washington. Samford. Not Stanford.
1: This yeah, is Samford, which is yeah, like basically uh, high school.
2: Wide receiver, five foot nine, good speed, four four eight speed, one hundred eighty one pounds, small guy. This is, I mean, this is this is purely a return man, right? Am I wrong? That's it. That's it. Yeah, That's literally a it. Man. That's. I mean, that's
0: purely a return man. It's purely special teams coach. Um, pick here. I mean, I, that's all it can be. Yeah, he I mean, wasn't... He's not gonna be. He's not gonna. Uh, you, I, I don't think he can come in and be what Spencer was. Is at least a little bit of a receiver. Yeah. But they think. I mean, that apparently they they look at. I when they picked him, I'm like, who the hell is that guy? I've never heard of that guy in my entire life.
2: Yeah. Never. I had never heard of him before we. <laughs> I barely him. heard of the college. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, and here's the thing, is he had a very poor RAS score too. Four point three three relative athletic score. Yeah, like like they
0: yeah, he said he and I and I feel good. It's a good story. I feel good about the kid. Because he cried when he got picked. Because he literally had projected himself out of the draft and he was just ready for the draft to get over with. So he can start talking to teams and maybe getting some workouts and maybe sign as an undrafted free agent and stuff like that. And then he gets called on day three, and he's like, it blew his mind. He's like, I, dude, I really didn't even think I was going to get picked, but wow. I mean, yeah. that's a good story because, I mean, if you're just sitting there, you're like, dude, I, I'm not having a draft party. I'm not having anything. You know, this is, you know. I'm going to go do by nine to five. Hopefully somebody calls and you get drafted in the fifth round. Hey, good yeah. story, bud. Hey,
1: listen, well, but he's productive. Wildly productive. He, he actually what led, I led yep. Division One AA. What do they call it? FCS or whatever? FCS. Almost 2,000 yep. all-purpose yards. Number one in the country in all-purpose yep. yards. So, And that's the thing. Sounds like a football player. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sounds like a football player to me.
2: Yeah, and that's that's for me where I was saying, like a lot of people saw this as a reach, and I kinda did, but at the same time looking at him, even looking at his RAS score being four point three three, when you actually watch him, he looks a lot so one of the big knocks on him was he had a poor agility grade. But that's not what I see on film. When I see when I actually watch him play, he looks plenty agile and obviously very fast, very quick. Uh, and that's the thing for me. is like, I don't know if this is, we need a returner. I understand people's thoughts of it being a pick since he was projected to not even get drafted. Um, so you could have waited on him. Um, but with his production, this may end up paying off for us pretty well. So yeah. And I think uh, Kevin, next guy. Yeah. I think the
1: last thing I'd say on Washington, from what I've read, the one thing that kind of separates him from a lot of people that are going to show up better on the on the RAS score, is his just sudden burst. He, he's his ability to quickly accelerate is exceptional, mm-hmm. and as a, it is, and as a punt returner especially, that is a tremendous skill to have because you're going to burst yeah. through a small seam and then boom, you're off. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, this is one where I really have to lean in to my trust of of Peyton um yeah and his team uh they must know something but 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 I like the guy's productivity in college as I said agreed his
2: production is what was made me feel a lot better about it so uh next guy Luke Wattenberg uh center actually I mean he is a center or guard or he even played tackle so he could (laughs) really do anything at this point Luke Wattenberg uh, out of Washington um Got any thoughts on him that you want to touch on? The first thing I'll say, very great RAS score, 9.57 RAS score. Now that is ranked 24th for centers since 1987. So very athletic, little undersized, so to speak. So obviously undersized guys generally project to be centers more than anywhere else. But, um, but, uh, or Kevin, let's, let's go with, you got any, any thoughts on him real quick?
1: I love the fact that he's an interior lineman. I I, I think this pick probably is a reflection of the new coaching staff. Um, Yeah. I think they're looking to just overhaul the offensive line to better fit their vision. So I think Mm. his style of play is a good fit for the zone blocking scheme. Um, And we're not particularly strong uh, on the interior line. So this guy, if he can play center and either guard position that's going to bring some real versatility in. Um, so yeah, I mean, positional wise, I th- I'm good with it. Uh, I hope he's um, can come in and uh, contribute uh, because invariably we're going to have some injuries along the line. So he, he, he's probably one of the guys that we've drafted uh, that, that that may see, may see some playing time earlier than some of the other ones just because of the turnover due to injury you see on the offensive line every year.
2: Yeah. And he is—he's very versatile, obviously, as we touched on. I think I, this guy, honestly, within a year or two, he may push Lloyd Cushionberry because Cushionberry just hasn't hasn't seemed to progress the way that we've wanted him to. And Wattenberg yeah. excels at zone blocking scheme, yeah. which is what we are going to be employing this year. So he may even in the even here, you know, in the late parts of the draft in the fifth round, we we may have gotten a starting center here. So this could be great. Uh, Ian, go ahead.
0: I think exactly what you just said. That's I, that's all I was going to say. He they drafted him to push Lloyd Cushenberry either to push into his potential or to push him out of a starting job.
2: Yeah, amen. And, mean, if, and, and if it, and and if he doesn't and if he
0: doesn't push him out of a starting job and say it lights a fire under under his butt, you know, Cushenberry, um, he does have the interior line, so he could be a left guard, could be a right guard behind, you know. You know, Reisner or uh, the gut. you know, it could be behind both of those dudes. You know, he could beat both of them out. You never know. I mean, you know, sometimes you find these fifth rounders that, you know, everybody sleeps on and they they come out and camp and they're they're just like, well, uh, they're better than the other guys we got. So,
2: Yeah, and versatile offensive linemen are
0: just. That's what you need.
2: In my opinion, they're so underrated. Like you, you should always have offensive linemen that can play everywhere you know
0: exactly it's like being a, it's like being a baseball player I don't want you just to be a first baseman can you play third I want both I want somebody can play yeah can you, all can you play over. a little
2: right field if we need you yeah, to yeah yeah yeah
0: exactly yeah. somebody yeah somebody yeah somebody took one on the hand dude can you go out there and play yeah we want somebody who can cover at least 75% of the of the O-line so I thought that was a good yeah. pick I really that, did think that was a good pick
2: yeah we got two more picks to cover here quickly uh Matt Hanningson, uh <laughs> defensive tackle out of Wisconsin, I actually like him better than a Um personally, he's he's got a much higher RAS score and even even beyond the even beyond the RAS score, he's just powerful.
0: You know, he's, he's just, a massive dude.
2: He's a massive dude, he's powerful, he's got a motor. Uh I think he I think he's he's close to my top in terms of value picks in this draft yeah he's pretty Um, valuable um out of wisconsin um uh you guys got any good thoughts on him
1: yeah i mean here's here's another walk on right he's the first walk on in wisconsin badgers history to walk on make the team and start in the opener and he only missed he only missed two games in his entire college career and he's like Goodwill hunting or something. The guy's like a genius IQ. He has a 4.0 uh, GPA and uh, mm-hmm. athletic skills off the chart. Uh, I read a quote where uh, someone said he's one of the best athletes at defensive tackle and one of the smartest players in the draft. Uh, powerful nose tackle who finished in the top 97th percentile in agility and jumping drills. Sounds yeah. like this guy might be a great fit for us.
2: Well, that's the thing is I think he may he, what I think is he he may have some of that interior pass rushing ability um because of his explosiveness, speed, power when you combine all those things, you can get some good uh rush up the middle. You know, obviously having edge rushers is important, but if you can break down a pocket from the middle, that is Insanely valuable so, Here, Here's another uh, one, Austin.
1: Yeah. Uh, RAS score, RAS score. Uh, yep. Matt Henningsen ranked 98th out of 1,459 defensive tackles since 1987. Yeah, that's pretty 98 hot. out of there. almost 1,500. That's strong. Yeah, that's great. And the guy's got a Noggin, he's a smart dude, too. Yeah, and that's the, the-, the theme
2: of this draft, man, is guys who are insanely athletic. Athletic freaks, really, is the best way to to put a lot of these guys. Last pick, seventh round, final pick of the draft. Uh, we got a guy, cornerback. So we, we decided to take another cornerback here um, out of Wisconsin as well. Matt Hanningson's teammate, actually. Uh, Fayon Hicks.
1: What do you guys think? Crickets. Flyer. It flyer. It. It's – <laughs> that, that's practice squad guy, bud. That is that, – yeah, this was flyer. <laughs> it was all I could think His of. His name will never this. be mentioned on another one of our podcasts.
2: He, he, yeah, this is one of those guys, you know, because inevitably the Broncos end up getting a, a guy who makes a squad as an undrafted rookie pretty much every year. And they're taking this guy's spot,
1: we've already spent too much time <laughs> on this guy hey, listen kinda, listen, he the, could surprise, but I would say the odds are extremely remote
2: yeah i mean he's he's an impressive athlete, but I just you know because I watched some of the you know some of his film or tape or whatever after they drafted him. I was like i i I don't see much here but
0: now, i want I want to talk about something real quick. Did we have did we have did we have three fourth rounders or two fifth rounders? I forget.
2: So we had three fifth rounders and two fourth rounders.
0: That's right. Now here's the genius yeah. in Peyton. How he turned a fifth rounder into a
1: third rounder next year. Thank you. I wanted to say that. Oh
2: yes. Yes, <laughs> agreed.
1: That was fantastic because we listen, heading into We don't draft, got anything next year. We got like five picks. We only had four picks going into next year. So this gives us a fifth. That was huge.
2: Yep. And, and I, you <laughs> may mad. see some wheeling and dealing throughout the season to get. Uh,
0: gets, he wants his draft picks. Oh, That's he's for good. sure. He's good at it, man. I mean, how, dude, when I saw that, because I was like, oh, where's our pick? Oh, we're to the Colts. And I was <laughs> like, oh, they really wanted that safety. And they're like, oh, they gave up a third rounder for it. I was like, oh, somebody's been drinking.
2: Somebody's (laughs) been.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. You get a yeah. You get a third rounder out of a fifth rounder, man. That's that's some that's wheeling and dealing right there.
2: Yeah, a little bit of wheeling and dealing here. I uh, any other so so I just I just wanted to say in terms of my um, my favorite pick of the draft, my favorite pick of the draft was honestly. Greg Dulcich, um, I just think he's 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 got the ability to potentially be a top-tier tight end, uh, receiving tight end in the future. Had to nitpick on his size um, or blocking ability, but um, but probably my favorite pick of the draft. Uh, I thought um, Harris, obviously, your guys is, you know, or Kevin, your favorite pick, Harris. You mean Mathis, um, Mathis. 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 Well, Mathis, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm looking at yeah. He's good. Matt. He looks Demari like Harris. Mattis. Uh <laughs> yeah, Demari <laughs> Mathis and then uh Henningsen was pretty high on my list too in terms of value too. Um as, And that as, was as, the
0: guy from the Badgers, right? Yeah. Yeah I, if, uh, yeah, I wonder if uh I wonder if uh I wonder if uh, Russell Wilson had anything to say about that one.
1: Yeah, good point.
2: you mean the fact that we got two Wisconsin Badgers?
0: Yeah, you know he wants all the badges he can get.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, he started no his college. NC State guys. Yeah, I was going to say NC State. He started playing. Started his career there in college. Guess where? he got Mike drafted Glennon.
0: from NC State out of, for baseball. I
2: wonder why yeah, he transferred from State. NC State decided State. to go with Mike Glennon.
0: Was so that possible. it? Jeez. Yeah, Mike yeah. Glennon, the guy with the biggest neck of all the time. The guy looks like a. He's like six seven. Oh, six a yeah, yeah, but his that, but his shoulder... a foot and a
2: half of it is neck. Yeah,
1: I was about to say his shoulders <laughs> ended about four feet. He was, he, he was actually a good. He's like a quarterback. brontosaurus. Yeah, I mean, he was a good college quarterback though. He didn't pan out. He in the was front. good in
2: college, but not in the NFL. Uh, last thing I want to do, and then we got to close it up. I uh, just run through, run through these undrafted, uh, undrafted signees. And I just, want, I just want to know if any of them, there's one, one name that I'm going to point out. And Alabama. Any, any names that you guys are going to point out, I just want to know what you think. So Sebastian Gutierrez, uh, offensive tackle uh, from Minot State. Uh, Christopher Allen, offensive linebacker from Alabama. Uh, Jaquan McKillen, or I'm sorry, McMillan, East Carolina. Michael Neese, nice, offensive tackle, guard, Temple. Tyreek McAllister, running back from McAllister. Uh, Rodney <laughs> Williams, tight end from Tennessee Martin. Um, Dylan Parham, also tight end from North Carolina State. Uh, Kadofi Wright, hopefully I'm saying that first name right. <laughs> Pun. Uh, linebacker, Buffalo. Uh, Brandon Johnson, wide receiver, Central Florida. Caden Davis, wide receiver, North Missouri State. Cortez Davis, cornerback from Hawaii. Uh, Kanai, uh, I'm saying this name 100% wrong, guaranteed. Kanai Maga, mm-hmm. inside linebacker from USC. Uh, and then the, the the last name I'm going to say because I think this is the one that I'm looking at the most uh, is Jalen Virgil, wide receiver, Appalachian State. He may he may be the guy that pushes um, Montreal Washington for the uh, return man spot. That dude's um, a
0: beast. That dude's a beast.
2: Yep. Uh yep, he's uh he's quick but he's also great with change of direction. Um and he can track the ball very well over his shoulder, which a lot of guys struggle with um, in the return game. So um any names there that, that you guys want to point out real quick before we close up?
0: Obviously the guy that signed a hundred and eighty K guarantee. Hundred and eighty
2: <laughs> thousand dollar guarantee. Allen. Yeah,
0: Allen from Alabama. <laughs> yeah. I pretty yeah, much love any defensive I, player I, that I comes knew from Alabama. Somebody
2: was going to touch on him, so.
0: Oh yeah, every yeah, because I mean Alabama. he was he was a pass rusher. I mean he he's a good pass rusher. He's a guy that I don't think he makes it. I he, I think he makes it two to the fifty three man roster.
2: Yeah, I well, think I, he I, and here's the thing: there was no chance that he wasn't going to get drafted, if it weren't for his injury concerns. Obviously, he had an exactly. ACL injury in two thousand eighteen, and then another, and then he had a foot injury last year. Um, so I think people were just off on his uh, injury history. It's so just decide. like it's
0: just like that wide receiver from Clemson, uh, Justin Ross, that was a year ago was like a, a no doubt number one wide receiver in the draft this year. Blew his knee. Mm-hmm. Now he got to undrafted. Now he's with the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: Yeah, yeah imagine yeah. that guy. Psh, uh, come on. Same kind of thing, but that's the injury. You know, you see guys, see guys yeah. drop out of the draft because of those things. Uh, Allen was projected to be anywhere from the late second round to the early fifth. You know, somewhere in those no. middle rounds. So uh, surprising. Well, obviously the injury history makes it less surprising, but surprising that he fell out of the draft entirely. Kevin, any names that stood out to you?
1: Uh, so the East Carolina. Uh, cornerback, Jawan McMillan. Yeah. I really like yep. this guy. Uh, I don't know if people realize, he was the overall coverage grade ranked number one nationally amongst corners. Insane. Number one nationally. Yep. He got marked down because, I don't know his 40 speed was particularly good, but he, he's a ball And he's hawk. undersized. He's undersized, but he knows how to cover... So I like yeah. it, especially as a free agent.
2: Yeah, I like him a lot, too. He could be our Chris Harris Jr. from this year. You know what could I mean? Could be. Uh, because Chris Harris Jr. Was, was undersized coming out of college, yep. too. Uh, but a guy who's intelligent and knows how to cover and cover well, I like those guys. So I think uh, he very well could be uh, one of the guys or the pick to make the team as the undrafted. So we, we got three different guys there all of which can could end up uh, making the roster as an undrafted free agent. Unlikely that all three of them make it. So uh, let's start taking bets now on, on whose guy actually ends up making the roster. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but, yeah, uh, so, that, I mean, that covers it. That You know, from a fan perspective, that is the 2022 NFL, or I guess rather Denver Broncos draft class, and just a quick kind of look at the uh, undrafted rookies uh, that we signed. So – Um, anything else that you guys want to touch on before we head out? OTAs are on the way or not on the way, but they're underway rather, uh, voluntary mini camps, all those kind of things. You guys want to touch on anything before we go? I I
1: just want to throw one thing out. I mean, it it appears that we will have a new owner, uh, at some point before the regular season (laughs) begins. Uh, I know there's a laundry list, uh, of people that have, um, I guess, put a bid in. Um, yeah. Top of the list is the uh, – what's the guy? Rob Walton. Yeah, Walmart. Uh, the Walton family. He's worth $70 billion. Good luck trying to outbid that guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah it's yeah. a bidding war. It's yeah, buying own. the Broncos is like
0: buying a sandwich for that guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're saying we, we could get uh, – the Broncos could fetch like 5000000000 billion. It, it'll set a record for sports franchises yeah. worldwide not just in the, in the NFL. So, I mean th- that is a major major development that we'll have to watch and see what happens. I don't know much yeah. about any of the owners. I haven't researched it. Uh, I I know Walton, I know Walmart, I know Sam Walton. Yep. I I read his autobiography, uh the gentleman who started Walmart. They uh they know how to win. <laughs> So yeah, I,
2: I can't, I can't, I can't wait for a great value field at high, You high.
1: Know? <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> I'm no, fine. No, I, I, I'm fine. If it's in the Walton family, um, I uh, may nine, not even
2: nine. be at mile It's going to be out near the airport. Guaranteed
1: <laughs> success. So it's going to be out near the airport. That family has been successful. So I don't know why yeah, they wouldn't be his, successful. His
2: inheritance. Let's, let's not forget. He didn't do the heavy lifting.
1: He's just reaping the benefits. He's reaping.
2: That's he's, a he's, no, that's a fair harvesting.
1: He's, that's a fair point, what? but 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 he had some significant uh, executive positions with with Walmart and served on a lot of boards. So I don't think the guy's an empty suit. Um, no, we'll I don't think will so see.
2: I don't think so either. Uh, Ian, anything anything you want to touch on before we go?
0: Not really. Uh, just watching Broncos country. Let's ride. Yeah, that's right. I've just been watching. Uh, all the honestly, I really, I've been really happy with the connection between uh, Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy. Seems to be pretty tight. We'll see yeah, how that transforms good. over to the actual game. Days. game. Yeah, yeah, but it looks Judy. like it's yeah. good. Like it looks good. I mean,
2: I well, I remember how I remember how good uh, Bridgewater and Judy looked like in in early. OTAs as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, we heard a lot of yeah, that last year too. Heard a yeah. lot of that. Yeah, but when uh, you know when your wide receiver doesn't have any hands,
2: it it becomes problematic. It yeah. Becomes when you were out there
0: with we were out there with two nubs. Oh, and by the way, we, we, we <laughs> should we had <should,
1: laughs> two nubs. It's not quite that bad. Um, welcome back, Melvin Gordon. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> welcome we, back we, Melvin shout Gordon, out dude. Melvin Gordon, the guy, you know, we we know Took a little
0: bit of a pay cut. I mean,
1: not much. Well, listen, I mean, he, he's a victim of just being a running back at 29 years old. Running backs are so undervalued yeah. in the league. So, But he's wildly productive. Let's hope he can work on the ball security. But he had a great year last year short of the uh, uh, the fumbleitis issue. So we could do far mm-hmm. worse. And the fact that we brought yeah. him back really shored up our backfield. We didn't have to draft a running back. Didn't have to reach for anybody. Didn't yet. have to reach for anybody. So I think Thank that was God. a great, great signing.
2: Yeah, it's it's looking good, uh, and that's you know part of the whole, the whole thing is like, hey, we just we pretty much filled most every need before the draft even happened. So uh,
0: yeah, that agreed. just felt good.
2: It felt good knowing that. Yeah, going you go into, into a draft, draft yeah,
0: especially when you don't have a first round pick, and you're like, oh man, yeah. you, you know, like a lot of teams when they like you know give away all their draft, like even like you look at the Rams, they gave away all their draft picks for like the last like next like three years.
2: Yeah, but they have pretty much every high-profile player on planet Earth. Yeah.
1: We have no well, first or Ron second. Except for now. <laughs> no first or second next year. Ugh.
2: Yeah, it's
1: nuts. Uh, it's, Wilson yeah, better they're, ball out. They're definitely
2: out. going all in for now, which, hey, they won the Super Bowl, so you can't really fault them that much. Um, that's the goal. You know, that's what you do is you go to win a Super Bowl. So, uh, anyways, uh for all you uh, people who may still be listening this deep into the podcast, thank you for sticking around for over an hour. Um, that covers it for our for our draft kind of recap. Uh, we'll be, you know, kind of more sporadic throughout the uh, throughout the off season in terms of our podcast. We'll be uh, getting more onto a consistent basis once training camp and preseason hits uh, to where the goal is to be, uh, you know, weekly a weekly yeah, podcast yeah. But in the off season. Um, you know, we're just fans we're not experts so trying to fill dead air with fan perspectives yeah we're know. not going to
0: start doing mock drafts for next year's draft right now yeah exactly so, <laughs> um, so
2: yeah for, for, for all you who stuck around thank you so much give us a like, give us a follow um, wherever you like to listen to and follow your podcast uh, definitely give us a, a subscribe we'd love that and we are much appreciated for all of you who do that Um, And then, yeah, from Ian, from Kevin, from
0: myself, thank you for listening.
1: Thanks for listening to the D Bronx Podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, help us out by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts.